You're listening to a Soulfire Productions podcast. Welcome to Wellness Realness, where we get very real about all things health and wellness, physical, mental, financial, and spiritual. I'm your host, Christina Rice, a nutritional therapy practitioner and energy healer turned holistic business coach for ambitious entrepreneurs. And I'm here to help you up-level every aspect of your life. Remember my disclaimer, the information in this podcast is general health and nutrition advice and not a replacement for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. You can find an endless amount of content from me and join my online membership at christinaricewellness.com. And if you want exclusive behind-the-scenes content and my most unfiltered self, DM a screenshot of your iTunes rating and review to Wellness Realness Crew on Instagram and request to follow my super secret account. You can also join the Wellness Realness Podcast Tribe Facebook group to hang out with other listeners in the crew. Get ready for some wellness realness. Welcome back to Wellness Realness. Today I have a really awesome episode. I am chatting with my friends Kelly Tennant and Connor Moore. Kelly and Connor run Soulfire Productions and Soulfire produces my show. This is the podcast network I work with and Kelly and Connor have so much experience working with so many different podcasts and also hosting their own. Many of you probably already know Kelly. She's been on my show and I was on her show a while back, back when it had a different name, but she hosts The Kelly Show. That's her podcast. And she also hosts OK Babe, which is another podcast with Connor where they talk all things relationships. I love their podcast. And then Connor hosts two shows besides OK Babe, The Realness and Connor Wanders. And it's funny because the three of us have been doing this for a long time. Connor and I started our podcast around the same time, about five years ago. And we've all been through periods of rebranding and changing our names, changing artwork, changing the topics we discuss on our shows. So it's been really cool to see the growth and development within all of us. So having that experience and being in the space for a while, and then also with Kelly and Connor and all of their experience working with so many different shows in Soulfire, We really understand the podcasting space. And so in this episode, we're talking about all things podcasting, behind the scenes of podcasting, mistakes we made, things we wish we knew, what we've learned, a lot of the things that other podcast hosts don't talk about, marketing on your show and marketing your show itself, monetizing your show. So many people don't talk about all of this. And we just wanted to get together and talk all things podcasting. And it's cool because we all have a lot of experience in this arena, but we all have very different opinions. So it's very dynamic. And as you probably already know, we recently launched the pod course, which is a six week live course that is officially starting the week of October 12th, but we're going to close enrollment up a few weeks before that. So sign up now. We lay out everything you need to know about launching a successful podcast or up-leveling your current show so you can make massive impact, reach more people, grow your show, and monetize it without needing a gazillion downloads. We put everything we had into this course. It's really cool because you're getting all of our opinions and experiences, plus all of the information coming from the place of a podcast network. And with this live version of the course, you get Q&A calls with us, all three of us, every single week so we can answer all of your questions. So it's gonna be a really, really amazing course. We have limited spaces available. So if you want to launch a successful podcast, then the pod course is for you and you can head to thepodcourse.com to learn all about it. 
And I'll also remind you that No Bullshit Business School enrollment is closing in just a couple weeks. So it's going to close September 25th. We start October 5th. This is for you if you want to learn the tools to build a six-figure online coaching business, cover everything from marketing strategy, all things Instagram, building your email list, pricing structure, discovery calls, networking and collaborating, adding in additional revenue streams, including some podcast stuff, scaling a one-to-one practice, and then moving into group programs or online courses, memberships, plus all things energetics, money manifestation, balancing masculine and feminine energy in your business, and brain rewiring for abundance. You get a ton of video lectures, video and audio, plus PDFs, a one-on-one energy healing session. They are very powerful. A library of guest interviews, and of course, the community of other like-minded women. This will change your life, change your business. In 90 days, you'll come out a completely different person. And if you're serious about building your business and you really just want the roadmap, you are sick of all the bullshit and all the half-assed advice that people try to give, then this is for you. So you can head to bit.ly slash no BSBS or head to christinaricewellness.com and click the business tab at the top, whatever's easier for you. And you can find out all the information right there and apply. This is going to be a really, really amazing group. So if you want to get things going before 2021, this is your chance. Those are this week's updates, but I don't want to keep you waiting any longer. Enjoy this episode with Kelly Tennant and Connor Moore. If you don't already have a pair of Blue Blocks blue light blocking glasses, now's the time to get a pair. There are so many blue blockers out there on the market, and I have tried many different brands, but it wasn't until I found Blue Blocks that I actually truly noticed the difference, and I realized that all of the other glasses that I thought were working for me before weren't really. Blue Blocks Sleep Plus Red Lens is the only true 100% blue and green light blocking lens for after sunset use. You have not worn blue light blocking glasses until you've tried a pair of the Sleep Plus. Trust me, this helps so much with your sleep, reduces anxiety, and relaxes you in the evening. This makes a huge difference on my sleep, which then affects my productivity during the day, my hunger levels, my energy, my mood. So if you struggle with any of those, you need a pair of Sleep Plus lenses. And then also during the day, I wear the blue light clear lens which is a blue light filtering lens for during the day. This is ideal for people who work in more natural lighting and you want to avoid migraines, headaches, macular degeneration, and digital eye strain. I work on the computer pretty much all day, so I really need to wear these. Otherwise, I get a headache, I get moody, crabby. It's not good. They also have the Summer Glow Yellow Lens, which is a blue light blocking meets color therapy. So these are daytime glasses for people who work under more intense artificial lighting. And if you struggle with migraines, anxiety, or depression, these are great. This is one of the simplest and best things that you can do for your sleep and your overall health is wearing the Sleep Plus Red Lens in the evening when the sun goes down and either the Blue Light Clear Lens or the Summer Glow Yellow Lens during the day. It will change your life and your productivity and your health. If you want to improve your sleep or balance out your hormones, then you need to be wearing these blue light blocking glasses, blue blocks has changed my life in so many ways. And if you really want to take your sleep to the next level, then check out their remedy sleep mask. It is a 100% light blocking sleep mask, which is used to increase restorative sleep cycles, your REM and deep sleep. I have tried other sleep masks before. They don't do anything. This is a real deal. And I have tracked my sleep with many different devices and apps. And I've done experiments with different blue blockers. The data is clear. Blue box has been by far the most effective. And I noticed a huge difference in my sleep 
when I'm wearing the Sleep Plus Red Lens, the Blue Light Clear Lens during the day, and even better when I'm using the Remedy Sleep Mask. They have about 20 frames to pick from. You can send in your own frames. They can also do a custom-made prescription. So there's an option for everyone. And for every pair of blue blocks they sell, they donate a pair of reading glasses to someone in need. So make sure you check them out. You can head to blueblocks.com. That's B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com and use my code wellness, W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S for 15% off. Again, that's blueblocks.com, B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com and my code wellness, W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S will get you 15% off. And if you're wondering... My favorite frames are the Parker frames. All right. Podcast time. Do we need to clap? We've taught her so well. (laughs) I really focus on matching my elbows. The cheerleader. The perfect clap. I was never a cheerleader. I think you You, were in a past life. Maybe, probably. Mm -hmm. An alien cheerleader? Yeah, I was an alien cheerleader. Pleiadian. You can be anything you want in a past life. Past lives are great places to put all of your, uh, let's see, failures. Failures? And um, <laughs> he also says lawyer. So, <laughs> what? <laughs> That's how they talk in Texas. Lawyer. It's lawyer. lawyer. That's how you say the word. Lawyer. Lawyer. Thank no, you, Christina. It's lawyer. Lawyer. Lawyer? Spell it. Spell, it. spell it. Spell the word. L A W. Why you yeah. are. What sound does a You're- W make, children? <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> law, law, yeah, law, your, law, your. That's how you Lawyer. say it, lawyer. Dude, I don't think people who came to listen to this podcast knew this is what they were going to get. You're all welcome. Well, this is podcasting by podcasters. <laughs> mm-hmm. Brought to you by a podcast production company. Founded by podcasters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christina, thanks for being with us and putting up with us on a on a regular basis. <laughs> I love it. It's better than reality TV. It's, it's true. The life of a podcaster. Right. We should just have cameras following all of us around. That's no, I would scary. love that. Connor would, wanted, yeah, I, you would love I, that. I have wanted to be on a reality show. Like that's that's really my calling. Mm-hmm. We know. That's why I've never really invested in anything seriously and aside from the podcast. Yeah, including our relationship. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> um we wanted to get together to just talk about our experiences podcasting because it's as many people call it the wild, wild west. And it is a crazy industry. And we have all had really different, I think, interesting experiences. And the cool thing about all of us coming together is that we've learned a lot from each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Christina and I have been doing this since before it was cool. And then Kelly kind of jumped on the bandwagon a couple of years later. I did. I did. But um, y'all so think- are my gurus. <laughs> 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 but things have changed a ton in the podcast world. A ton. Like this just it's a different it's a totally different landscape than it used to be. It Thank feels you, like. Joe Rogan. What do you mean? I mean, look at how much money he got paid. Pod- I don't think anyone well, realized okay, 15 but- years ago that podcasting would be like that. Yeah, I don't think. He, I mean, I think he does $30 million a year on his podcast. So the $100 million, and he actually got paid more than that, by the way. There's way more there than, than well, what's going course. on. I don't, know what, I don't know what Spotify gave him, but maybe it's $100 million cash and then, some, I don't know, some, equi- some stock I want to see $100 million in all ones. I would love to see. And then roll around in it. Yeah. And then go to the strip club. You can get one of those money guns. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, my gosh. This is why I should be a hip hop artist. What? Just so I can have a money gun. Okay. Do I have a money gun for Christmas? I will get that. (laughs) I want to go buy. I just want to take it to the store and just spray it at people. Mm -hmm. Especially if it's all ones and you can just count it. 
Yes. But that'll be 1095 and you're like, 11, keep the change. Bye. <laughs> no, but this, this, yeah, thanks. Thanks to Joe Rogan. Thanks to, well, thanks to people putting together. It's, it's really cool that these people can come together and create something that's a true, a true, true crime podcast. Like who would have thought I know. that you would now spend your peaceful drive on a Sunday afternoon listening to a podcast of, by two comedians about gruesome murders. Like who, who ever thought that would be a thing? That's we're, insane. We're driving from Texas back to Colorado after Christmas till one in the morning, listening to an entire series. What were we listening to? About the black Dahlia. Yes. And I mean, what? Drama. and it like, kept us alive on that drive. <laughs> yeah. It's like you, and we used to do that when I was a kid, we had books on tape. That was the closest thing. We would listen to books on tape <laughs> during road trips with my family, which if you, if, what never, year was that? <laughs> this was like it to the nineties. The good old yeah. 90s. The 90s in a, in a Chevy Suburban with a, blank, a bunch of blankets in the back trying to take a nap in that bumpy ass stinky car and uh, people smoking cigarettes in the front listening to books on tape. That was my, oh. the, the, not the highlight of my life, but definitely maybe that's why I podcast now. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe those early books on tape slash getting lung cancer as a, ch- a child from secondhand smoke motivated me. <laughs> To create an audio experience for people so they don't have to listen to books on tape. Oh, what a beautiful story. <laughs> oh, Christina, is that how you got started in podcasting? No, not at all. <laughs> you know what's funny is I didn't even know Joe I didn't even know who Joe Rogan was until like a year and a half ago. Same like, girl. Not till I yeah. met Connor. Yeah, I didn't even know who he was. And my first big like podcast person was Ben Greenfield. Oh, I yes. thought he was like OG. I mean, he is OG. He's been podcasting for a long time. Um, yeah, he's a fucking but- nerd, though. <laughs> Him and actually, Sex with Emily. She's been doing it oh, for yeah. what fifteen years? Yeah, long time. Holy yeah, shit. And Adam Carolla's been, been doing long? it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think Joe Rogan. And them, they've all been doing it for about fifteen years. Yeah, they were yeah. all some of the first. Yeah, Adam Carolla Damn. was doing it back in the day. Mm-hmm. I mean, but you got to think the way it got here. It's like Howard Stern was kind of doing this like satellite radio. Cast. It's like this weird, when you look back and even human evolution, it's really easy to put the dots together. It's like, okay, you had talk radio and you used to listen to a lot of AM radio into satellite radio with Howard Stern, that whole thing, which was kind of uncensored and you could say whatever the fuck you wanted. And then I, I was, I was listening to Rob Wolf's paleo solution. Oh, I didn't right. know that there was any other really mm-hmm. podcast out there. I would listen to, he had two podcasts. He had one about politics and one about, you know, the paleo solution podcast, which has been going on for probably, I was listening to that shit. 10 years ago, but it's probably been going on for close to 15 years as well. And it, it was, it was a, there was very few. There was probably, I would say maybe a couple thousand podcasts in total. And they were all like a, the audio quality was shit. The cover art was like, whatever. It was like a picture of them with like some text they put on in, in Microsoft word or something. And it was just a weird, it's just the way that it's evolved. And I don't know who, I don't even know who, who the fuck came up with podcasts. Like Apple did it obviously, but like who, in the, who was sitting around going, we should have like a talk radio situation on iPhones. That's recorded and not live. Yeah. Why do we think, I've never really thought about this, but why do we think having it recorded and available on an app made it different than radio? Right? It's, because radio it's sucks because you have to tune in at a certain time. Yeah. yeah. And then you'll miss your favorite show. You know, it's like only at this time. And so podcasts, you can just have on demand. It's like Netflix. When people, and people wanted on demand. Like we started, I mean, think TiVo and like DVRs back yeah. in the day. It was just like we had, we started, we started having an on demand culture. And when you think about, uh, particularly your show, Christina, like yours is so information driven that having that backlog is so valuable. And it's, yeah, there's so many, so much time people spending in their cars, going to the gym, whatever, doing yard work. And it's, yeah, it's, it's a really fun value add 
it's just crazy that it, it is what it is now with a million podcasts. A million podcasts. Yeah, a million podcasts. Damn. And you know what? When you said that, I was think I've been thinking more about how we were talking about how my show is a little different that a lot of people go back and listen to old episodes. And mm. for a lot of shows, that's not true. And how my audience mirrors me so much and thinking about how I first started getting into podcasting. My first, the first podcast I listened to is Balanced Bites with Diane Sanfilippo and Liz Wolf. Love you know? that yeah. show so much. Those women yeah. are the best. Yeah. And when I first found their show, I just, I went all the way back to the beginning. I started from the beginning and I would spend like literally eight hours a day listening to podcasts because I was so bored with college, hated college. And I was learning so much. And I remember thinking, is this a trick? How is this all free? And I remember thinking that it was going to become not free soon. So I better fucking listen to all of them as soon as possible. <laughs> and I, and you know, I think, and I do this too. Now, whenever I find a new show, I go back to the very first episode and I try and start from the beginning. And I've been thinking about like, I wonder if that is part of why I attract people who like to go back to early shows. That probably makes sense. You know, what else is standing out to me now that you bring that up, Christina is I did the same thing. I wasn't in college. Um, but I was listening to a couple podcasts that were all about healing and holistic uh, approaches because I was incredibly sick and they were very information based. And I listened to shows all day long because I was trying to heal. I was so, so sick. I couldn't get off the couch. I didn't know what was wrong with me. Doctors were like, you're crazy. And I was on all these drugs and I couldn't figure it out. And so I would take a 10 minute walk a day and I'd listen to the podcast. I'd lay on my couch. I'd listen to a podcast and I would do the same thing. I'd go back to the beginning because I was like, okay, I need to talk about my thyroid and then I need to talk about gut health. And they just covered every single topic, which is similar to what you do. And I think when you're in a place of, I need this information to survive, which is really what you provide on your show and kind of how I started. I think that's what people are drawn to is I need to know everything. I'm not going to just start in the middle because this is really important to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was going to say something that I decided. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. So something that people ask me a lot is if I'm worried, if I'm going to run out of topics Mm -hmm. and I never even thought about that. Did Mm -hmm. you ever think about that? I don't think about topics. I mean, I with with the Connor Wander show, it's political. So there's just no end of the fuckery that's happening with that stuff. Like there's just, that's one of the reasons I love that show is because there is very rarely a shortage of topics unless there's something going on like right now where it's all kind of being soaked up into the election and stuff like that. But even that provides a ton. But in conversations, I feel like I'm talking about whatever I'm thinking about at the time. Like as long as I'm consuming some kind of content, I mean, content as far as books, um, even like rad TV shows and movies. Like if I have, if I'm consistently bringing things into my, into my consciousness, like that's going to be what, what develops into conversations. So I'm super mindful about reading things, listening to things, watching things that are either super culturally relevant or really, really interesting. So that way I have a direction to take conversations and shows, but no running out of topics is that's like running out of people. If I interviewed, you know, whatever, 60 billion people or however many people, six billion people on the earth. I think seven or eight. I don't know. Something like that. Then I would run out of topics. I'd run out of people. But other than that, I don't think. Well, I think it, I think that, that it can depend on what you share. So Christina, you and I and Connor on The Realness very much share who we are. We're very raw and vulnerable. And so we're talking about things that come up in our lives. If I, if you're sharing a podcast that doesn't really dive into your personal life and it's more information based and very factual. Um, I think that's when you feel like you can run out of topics because you're not following your day to day life. It's kind of like, um, like we have a show, 
uh, in Soulfire that we're onboarding now and they're book publishers and authors. And so they look for topics. I can see where that can be more difficult than me just talking about my life and something that happened yesterday, right? You have to be very focused on what's trending, what's happening in the world, keeping up to date with anything within, you know, publishing and authors. I think that can be a little harder than what we do. Yeah, it can be. But then again, it's, it's a, there's, there's a drive in structure. That's the thing I think that's really cool about shows. Cause even onboarding that show for soul fire, there's endless best-selling books that you could analyze, break down, share perspective from all books have a story. Um, major authors have a story. Like if you're going to talk about Stephen King or George R. R. Martin or Mark Manson um, or Brene Brown, like there's enough there that you could just, you, you just have to, it's, there's creative approaches to creating interesting content and creating interesting content is by no means easy. And it's something that we've all probably tried and failed at separate a couple of times. You ever done a podcast where you feel like you get done? You're like, oh my God, that was the most boring shit that I have to now put out on my show. So I don't embarrass <laughs> myself. Oh, for sure. It's like weird. It's like, there's, there's, there's a no, it's one of those like no win situations. Either you don't release it. And that person that you know now knows that you think they suck and you have to deal with that. Like I've launched shows and just kept them up for a week and then deleted them just so I didn't feel like oh, wow. that. So that person like what? This, or be, uh, this was this. I had taken a recommendation, which I don't do very often for this, this guy who had this like men's coaching thing. And I was like oh, immediately apprehensive, but I'm like, oh, whatever, fuck it. I'll put it together. And he was talking about how he was like, um, what's that thing called? Clear, clear sentient. Uh-huh. I mean, it was just stupid. I was like, first off, you're an idiot. And second off, you need to get your feet fucking on the ground and you're not even good at doing this. Like you're, you, it's like somebody who's hyper spiritual and very introvert or tech minded. So they have zero charisma and zero people skills trying to engage with people. It, it was like trying, it was like slamming my face against a brick wall over and over again, but I needed a show. And I had to put it out. It was like, it was, the, it was such a weird deal, but I remember being embarrassed and ashamed myself for having that conversation. Well, I I've definitely, I've cleaned out my library and I don't know if Christina, if you've done this, but from the beginning, cause my show has changed so much. I used to talk only about chronic illness and non-toxic products and now it's more sexuality and spirituality. And so the old shows just don't fit what I do now. Um, and so I've really cleaned house and I kept the ones that really resonated and did well download wise and got rid of the others. And I've had people emailing me like, where's my show? And I'm like, I'm really sorry, but it doesn't fit what I do anymore. And they definitely get butt hurt. But I think that's part of podcasting is understanding where you are, allowing it to evolve. And it's your show. This is your baby. This is your creation and not feeling guilty about following what feels good for you or not feeling guilty for saying no to a guest that, you know, intuitively is not going to be right. And is not going to be a great conversation. Yeah. I think that's part of like vetting your guests too, and making sure that they know how to speak and it's not going to be pulling teeth because that's why it's really important to check if they've been on other podcasts or if they've done video before and see how they talk because I have gotten on, you know, on a podcast with somebody and I'm like, I'm just pulling teeth. And I usually, I'll just end it after like 10 minutes. I'm like, I don't think this is fair. So I'll just stop it. But I mean, going back to what you were saying, I've never cleaned up my library because I feel like it shows my journey so much. And so, you know, it started when I was in college and then it moved into very much all around chronic illness. And now it's really business and spirituality based. And for me, I like see people seeing my whole journey to get there because a lot of my audience takes a similar, a similar path. Like I believe that a lot of people who have chronic illness are being led to spirituality for a reason and for them to kind of see that trajectory. So I think it, it you know, depends on 
your audience and I don't know. I think I also like having some of my shitty episodes still up just to keep me humble. You know, I definitely have a handful of those. Yeah, I have some that I'm not super proud of, but the information is good. Yeah, I've very I've only cleaned up. I mean, I relaunched the show, so I took like my favorite out of a hundred. I took my favorite thirty and relaunched. But there was a lot. There was a lot of reasons for that that were more. That was kind of a bold move on my end. But it is. It, it is. It does feel nice when you. I've been doing it for over. You don't know what the fuck you're doing until you've been doing this for at least a year. Yeah, agree. Like you have yeah. no idea. If and not even more. even in our masterminds for Soulfire, when I'm talking about stuff, I'm like, how do I know this? <laughs> like I've just I been around. I've just, I've just been around in this <laughs> orbit for long enough times that I've just heard people that were. I've just know a bunch of people who are experts in certain things, whether it be mm-hmm. audio or video or whatever, and I've taken these little like nuggets and pearls, and for somehow somehow they just bounce around in my like chaotic creative brain and on the, what is that the left side of your brain right your creative is your right side oh see that's my nice creativity track. just not being able to keep track of things <laughs> like that um this is yeah it's bouncing around i'm like oh yeah that makes sense here but mm-hmm. it's weird it's like i have the weirdest i mean that's why i'm a podcaster i just have a weird life <laughs> it's a weird i life. think we all do the three of yeah. us i definitely can confirm that one yeah it's like a story lives. for everything for everything. That's true. There's always a personal anecdote. Well, don't you think, I think that's something that the three of us do really well. And this is something I actually coach a lot of people on uh, within Soulfire and, and other others who are trying to tell their stories. It's not me preaching about a thing and just t- teaching on a topic. It's me sharing my story and my experience that then turns into the teaching. I think when people separate it and they try and just talk about a thing, but don't make it relevant to themselves or don't talk about their own experience in that. That's when people are like, okay, but how does this relate to me? I don't feel connected to you. I think the thing we all do is we share very intimate details of our lives that have to do with whatever topic we're really passionate about. And even if that's with a guest, we get into that and we, you know, they'll be talking about something and we'll come in with our own personal experience. And I think that's what resonates and makes podcasting so great. And that's what you get clients out of and people that want to be in your programs is because they relate to you on such a different level. And there is an intimacy of podcasting. They're in their bath. They're in their kitchen. They're in their car. You're having a conversation. Many people write reviews for all of our shows saying, I feel like I'm just having a conversation with my best friend. That is the juiciness of what we can create. Yeah. Until they show up at your house. Yeah. <laughs> you Excuse in. me? You're like, Hold Have up, you I don't even know you. They're like, but I know you. Oh my every, every little dark nook and cranny of your soul. I'm like, whoa, dude, you need to leave. Christina, do you ever get on the phone with a client who has been listening to your show and they get on Zoom with you and they're like, oh my God, this is really weird. You're talking to me. Yeah, they always say that. And you know what? When I first started coaching, there were a lot of people who signed up because they didn't know what the fuck I was doing. And I was doing like one-off sessions for like, you know, 120 bucks an hour. It was dumb. Um, People would definitely sign up literally just to talk to me. I'm like, do you actually have like a health issue? Mm -hmm. And they just wanted to talk to me. And I was like, okay, I'm not doing this. But yeah, it's (laughs) weird. But I think that's also why people like podcasting more than radio because it feels so much closer. You you feel like you're listening in on a conversation. And I think the best podcast, I mean, it depends on the topic, right? There are different styles, but in our realm, it's going to sound like a conversation and like somebody's just listening on a phone call with really good audio quality. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. Well, there's a thing too. I want to, I want to circle around this, this idea that uh, sharing your experiences and, and your thoughts in this like kind of almost profound 
um, way that helps people live a better life. And that's kind of the end goal of the show. I think that that's honorable and I think it's, it's, it's important and necessary, but for me personally, I'm getting ready to get shit on. Okay. Ready to go. No, no, I really don't. Like it doesn't, when someone reaches out and be like, Hey, this podcast really helped me with whatever that doesn't make me feel any different than when somebody goes, Holy shit, that was fucking ridiculous. And like, well, that that's was funny. your personality. I know, so I'm saying there's a difference, right? Yeah. It's like, it doesn't always have to be, it's like the value provided it's I'll tell a story about, I don't know, something crazy, some like party situation where some things went weird and everything got sideways. And maybe some person just thinks it's entertaining. Maybe some person's like, wow, I should probably avoid, you know, doing that much of that substance at any time. I don't know. There's something to be taken away from it, but it's not, I'm not really even concerned with what people take away as long as I take away something. It's like, it's, it's, it's a weird, like I want people to learn and have a good time. Yeah. But I don't need like I think there's people that are and you I don't neither one of you really do this, but are that are such tryhards about it. Yeah. And there's something about too, and we hear and listen to a lot of podcasters, and it's my job to be very critical of podcasters. Sometimes I just think you you two both have stories about chronic illness and different things that you've gone through and how that's been, you know, and, and different eating disorders or whatever. Like there's 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 struggle in that. Sometimes, and I think it's almost similar to comedians where you almost have to have a life that's kind of fucked up to be good at it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like it yeah. just, there, it, like sometimes people are talking and they're doing a thing. I'm like, you're just vanilla and boring and you need, you're having to make up struggles to make yourself interesting, but you're just not like you're just like Lewis house is just not an interesting guy. I'm sorry. <laughs> like the fact that he slept on for his sister on his sister's couch in Brentwood for two weeks, whenever he was like poor, I'm like, shut the fuck up, dude. Like get out of here. Don't make, don't manufacture your struggles. And then also don't talk about being a professional athlete. So you make yourself more interesting when you played arena football, dude, get the fuck out of my face with your nonsense. Tell us and how people, you really and feel. Don't, buy don't piss off Connor. Cause he'll just fucking go off on you. No, but it's like people love, people <laughs> like that vanilla bullshit. But when you talk about like a real entertainer, somebody who has a real drive to show up and grind. That's why I love comedian podcasters. Cause comedians will get on a stage routinely with new ideas and shit the bed and just bomb. And then they got to go do it again the same night. They change one thing, go do it again. That's why comedians have the best podcast. That's why we, we were telling basic witches, one of the shows in soul fire, this exact thing last night, they grind and work in a way that most people don't. And I think that's why they have so much success with their show and people resonate so much because there's a level of work ethic and self-deprecation and humility that you just don't see a lot. And I think that totally comes across in their show. A hundred percent. And this, and just keep, I, I love using Lewis Howe as an example, but it's because he's kind of we a know. scumbag, but, um, I just don't care. And I don't, I just don't care anymore. <laughs> I think it's fun. I used to hold it back, but I can't anymore. But, uh, no, it's like, you don't see people like that getting on a stage and being truly vulnerable. Mm-hmm. You see people like that getting on a stage, getting on a microphone and saying what they know people want to hear. And that to me is a, is a missed opportunity and it's a shameful way to run, to run a business, to be honest with you. You know what that makes me think of? I've been thinking of this a lot and Christina, I hold you and and Sarah small, one of our other hosts in such high regard. I respect you guys so much with the way you teach because as much as you both are financially very successful and work with a lot of clients and have incredibly, you know, good uh, programs and courses that you put out into the world. You don't just say what you know people want to hear. You truly show up and answer the questions they come to you with. You listen and respond and you show up so genuinely and authentically. And I think that is why when it comes to teaching business or personal development, that's why you guys are so successful is because I'm sorry, but I can sniff 
from a mile away, all the bullshit marketing and the come to my webinar and I'll teach you how to do this. And okay, Susan, let me tell you about, you know, it's just like, what about genuinely connecting and saying, okay, you can use your intuition. You can manifest this. You can just be fucking real about who you are and create a business around that. And it doesn't mean everyone needs to be woo woo, but I think that if you're showing up genuinely, which is the way you and Sarah do it, that is the best way. And it doesn't have to be bullshit and it doesn't have to be sketchy. I just don't think that we need more of that. Yeah. I mean, I think to your point, anybody can tell if you're not being authentic. And I think that there's nothing more powerful than the authenticity and the relatability. And that's why, you know, for me, I don't listen to like Gary Vee, Lewis Howes, like Tim Fair. I don't listen to any of those shows because I can't really relate, honestly. You know, I like to listen to people who I just feel like are real and like I'm having a conversation with one of my friends. So I think there's just a lot of power in the authenticity piece and the relatability. And I think this also ties in with kind of going back to will you run out of topics and like the longevity of my show. I think especially if you plan on podcasting for a long time, that requires switching it up. Like not all my podcasts, some of my podcasts are super serious and intense. Some of them are like, it just we're laughing the whole time. You know, it's just a joke. It's like, there's just so much variety to it. And then switching that up between solo episodes and guest interviews and like having that variety, not just showing up with one type of emotion. Like if every single podcast is really intense and emotional, like trying to get everybody to feel something or being really preacher-like, like you're going to lose people. Like you just get education fatigue. So I think that's really mm-hmm. important. Yeah. If somebody wants to start a podcast, like switch it up. You know what I love? I love when I find something that gives me noticeable health benefits that tastes delicious because you know I will stick with it. And that is how I feel about Four Sigmatic. I have been drinking Four Sigmatic mushroom elixirs for at least four years now. I drink them every single day and I love them because they taste amazing. I would probably drink them even if they didn't have incredible health benefits, but I also do notice a huge difference in terms of my cognitive function, natural energy levels, ability to wind down and calm down, boosting my immunity. Functional mushrooms are seriously amazing. In the morning, I have been either doing a cordyceps or a lion's mane elixir. So the cordyceps is great for natural energy without any caffeine. Also great if you're doing a morning workout for some extra energy. And the lion's mane is incredible for natural cognitive enhancement. So it's great for memory and concentration. So if I really need to concentrate and focus during the day, I will use the lion's mane. And I love to add a little bit of almond milk into the mix. You just add hot water with the packet and it makes this yummy elixir. And then sometimes I'll just add a little bit of almond milk to give it a little extra thickness. It's like a latte. So like a cordyceps latte or a lion's mane latte. And then I will usually drink a chaga sometime during the day. This is amazing for supporting the immune system. This was the first elixir that I ever fell in love with. I used to drink this like three times a day when I was in college. It was a game changer. Saved my immune system from those late night study sessions. And then of course the reishi, this is amazing for winding down, calming down, relieving stress. And so this is great a couple hours before bed. And they also have their mushroom hot cacao mix. So if you want something a little more chocolatey, that has reishi in it. So either doing the regular reishi or the mushroom hot cacao mix with reishi are my go-tos. They're so delicious. Again, you can add in a little bit of almond milk if you want, but all you need is some hot water and you have a delicious drink. And what I've been loving is doing a lion's mane latte. So basically the lion's mane elixir over hot water, 
mix in some almond milk, froth it up, and then pour it over ice. Delicious. And if you love coffee, I highly recommend their mushroom coffee mix. I'm super sensitive to caffeine and this does not give me the jitters, which I love. And it's also infused with the functional mushrooms. So it only has 50 milligrams of caffeine per serving. So it's great if you want that coffee without the jitters, the huge spike in cortisol, and it tastes amazing. Plus, Four Sigmatic products are all tested for pesticides, heavy metals, irradiation, mycotoxins, and other factors. So you're good to go. If you want to try any of those products out or any of their other incredible products that I didn't have time to mention on their website, just head to foursigmatic.com slash CRW and that code CRW will get you 15% off. Again, that's foursigmatic.com, F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C.com slash CRW and my code CRW will get you 15% off. And when you make that lion's mane ice latte, Make sure you tag me on Instagram so I can see how much you're loving it. Well, there's also this line, right? There's like this 80% of stuff that you're allowed to talk about. And then there's this hard line and 20% of stuff you're not allowed to talk about. And one thing I realized. What is that? I started like dipping my toe into things you're not supposed to talk about. And I was like, it was like doing cocaine. It was like, oh, this is a good time. This is a good, okay. And now I just like frolic in the 20%. I'm like. Fuck all the other stuff. I just want to talk about controversial topics. Yeah. And then I just like share my opinions about things that are just ridiculous. And it's, but it's, it's, it's something that's like really ridiculous. I'm like, maybe today me, I'm going to have a conversation about, uh, I don't know, police brutality and say some pretty unpopular things about whatever that's really like contradicts the narrative. And it's just like, why not? It's like, there's something about that because one thing that, that the world doesn't have enough of is our, our speech is being policed and it's like, oh, well you're canceled now. I'm like, I'm striving to be uncancelable. Honestly, it's like you should be able to go back and I'll say some crazy things or whatever. But it's like, I don't I don't need I'm actually railing so hard against the violations of free speech that I feel like are happening right now, where I think that podcasts are one of the only places where we have an outlet to say controversial, challenging things that may or not be true, but that give some people something to think about, because there's this nerfing of of communication that's been happening over the past 10 years that I think is heading in a really dangerous direction. And for me being the change that I want to see and living my truth means living in that 20% over there where I kind of say whatever the fuck I want and say whatever I want. I think without, without necessarily needing to be right or anything like that, but with, with enjoying the freedom to do so and also being willing to be wrong and have dialogue. And it of course brings along like some people who are upset about that or some haters. And the funny thing is that Kelly gets DMS about my content being problematic. Oh my God. I've had to block so many people who are complaining to me about Connor. Why aren't they complaining yeah. to Connor? Are they scared of him? Probably. <laughs> Probably know you'll yeah, put them on Because blast. here's what happens when people do that. I go, okay, I'll either screenshot their message and share it sometimes, or I'll be like, okay, well, let's go on IG live and, and we'll have a discussion about it. And then you never and hear back. zero <laughs> people, zero people out of probably 20 have been down to go on, go live and talk about mm-hmm. it. And it's like, well, yeah, then, you, then obviously you're a coward. And shut the fuck up. Sorry. I'm, I, getting, I'm getting fired up today. I've been like, we I'm know. I like it. So <laughs> I really like what you're saying, Connor, because I feel like I'm doing the same thing in my own way um, is like towing that line. I just had an episode come out and I, I titled it. I started masturbating in kindergarten. And what I that have was pretty intense. Yeah. What I have realized is that there are things that people don't want to necessarily talk about and they're not going to share it on their stories. Like, hey, I just listened to this episode about someone masturbating at five years old. But the amount of downloads I get and how much I can see because of analytics on Instagram that posts are shared, 
people are sharing this so much with others um, or saving it and sending me private DMs about how much it resonates. And I think we are being censored and there are things that we're not quote unquote supposed to talk about. But if you bring it forward in your show, you're talking about things that people are curious about. You're talking about things that a lot of people don't have answers to because it's not being spoken about. And so there's so much isolation happening and we don't know where we can turn when we have these thoughts or feelings that we're told are wrong or inappropriate. And if you have a show, which I think Christina, you do a great job of as well, is diving into things that are taboo or misunderstood and giving a platform and a safe space for people to explore, which I think Connor does as well. I think that's one of the most important things we can do. And that's why towing the line and maybe getting a little inappropriate is part of our job. I think that's one of the things that appealed to me the most about podcasting was I felt like, I mean, it's a public space, but there's something about it for me on my end. I don't know if you feel the same. It feels like kind of secret and private, even though it's very public. And so it was super easy for me to get really vulnerable and like dish all my shit because I just felt like I'm recording here on GarageBand and then I'm posting it. I don't know who's listening to it. Well, I mean, you know, you kind of do, but it was easier for me to get really vulnerable. And for other people, they feel like it's this, I don't know, like insider thing, even though it's public. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think that there's something about, and it, it depends on how and where you record. Like we'll just use, we keep using Joe Rogan as an example where he has like several cameras set up. We have, if I have a person in studio, we have two cameras set up at least. But once, if you can create a comfortable environment, this is why I like going longer than an hour because you just kind of, it all just kind of becomes background stuff. Yeah. It, it, you have the illusion of having a personal conversation. And that's why I like comfy, like a comfy setup, good headsets where it all kind of just, you kind of forget it's there and you get accustomed to it. And there's this illusion that you're having a private conversation, but it's going to be released to hopefully thousands of people, um, maybe millions of people. It depends on who you are, but it has that feel. And that's, that's the part that's on the part of the host to be able to create that environment for somebody because the way the conversations go, um, is really dictated by how they steer them. But if you steer it towards something that feels like a personal conversation, you're going to get into some really fun stuff. And that's where you can kind of turn off the, I'm supposed to be this person and go into, you know, an authentic expression of yourself, whatever that means, even if that may be controversial or triggering or whatever, or you're saying something, I mean, especially with nutrition, like nutrition is one of those things where it's, it's like, it's basically a religion, right? Like keto, carnivore, paleo, uh, whatever the, whatever, they're, they are the they people even dress the same. Like every one of the, those little like cults of of nutrition, like ha- they wear the same kind of stupid sandals, right? It's like the weirdest. <laughs> like I don't understand. And it's like, well, if you're paleo, then you probably wear blue blockers everywhere. And it's like, yeah, because you're a fucking nerd. Um, but yeah, you see what I'm saying? It's like one of those things where it's it's so it's so it is by essence a cult slash religion, and it's really weird. And you can say things. I'm sure Christina has it happen all the time where you have an opinion. And it may be correct, even <laughs> like factually correct, but it's like, oh, now everybody's feelings are hurt because they eat, you know, edamame pasta and that's causing inflammation. Like it doesn't, it's crazy to see how people get so personal, feel so personally attacked by a conversation sometimes. There's just an opinion. It's like, well, I don't need you to believe this or whatever. Just like move on with your day. I don't know. It's, it's crazy, but it's so, I honestly love when people come out of the woodworks and come at me. It is, it cracks me up. Do you have that happen a lot, Christina? I mean, when it, yeah, when it comes to nutrition, I feel like it's weird. I feel like the more in, intense I am about like personal beliefs, like when I get spiritual, no one comes after me, but with nutrition, people come after me and people get really pissed, have gotten really pissed at me about the nutrition piece because 
and it's so funny because this is why people come back and they listen because I try all these different diets and I'm very clearly not ascribed to any one thing. And that pisses people off because they want to be in their religion, you know? And so if I do carnivore and the potato diet and then medical medium and then gaps, like everybody freaks the fuck out. And I'm like, I don't care. Right. I can change what I eat. And I mean, and then actually like last week, somebody sent me, they DM'd me at like five paragraphs going after something my guest said with like links to studies. She's like, can you please look at these studies? Because it doesn't agree with what they're saying. I don't understand why, why they were saying this. And I'm like, you can send this to them. Like, I don't, I don't need this, but like, but it's good because it gets people fired up. I'm like, I don't care if they're upset about it. They listen to it. There's mm-hmm. something that made them listen to the whole episode and they're going to keep coming back. And they felt strong, strongly enough to, to share it. And then they want you, they want to, they're going to keep listening because they want you to correct yourself because clearly mm-hmm. you are very wrong and your guest is very wrong <laughs> and they're right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, it's the same thing. And that's, I, I bring up nutrition, but it's the same thing talking about politics. Mm-hmm. It's even been weird to grow a following being like independent and not tied to a, an ideology. Because people will follow me and be like, oh, yeah, this guy was making fun of Biden. And then I make fun of Trump. They're like, oh, my God, this is atrocious. You can't do that. I'm like, "Uh, I can do whatever the fuck I want. And they're both clowns. So it makes it really easy. But people want people do really want that, like, ideological framework that they can fit comfortably in sometimes. Mm -hmm. But it depends. Do you want those people to be your audience? And that's great if you do. Um, but are, or do you want maybe a smaller audience of really free thinking people like asking yourself questions like that? And I think with, with Kelly in particular, talking more about spirituality and sexuality is polarizing, but polarizes between large groups of people. So you have like puritanical people that are, I don't know, advocating uh, abstinence only education, but then you have a lot of people who are in the exact same place that you are Mm -hmm. emotionally, mentally um, psychologically, like there, there's something that that's going to resonate to a large audience. It's not niching it down that much, but this is one of those fun things to do. And it's like, well, who the hell am I actually talking to? Mm-hmm. Like, how can I break this up and see who am I resonating with? Who's reaching out? It's a really fun practice. And it, it, it's fun how that even shaped your conversations, because once you kind of go out there and say something, maybe a little bit off the rails, and then you get feedback on that. It's like, oh, it's enc- it's encouraging and validating to be like, that wasn't, maybe I was nervous about that, but that wasn't necessarily a bad thing. Well, I think for me, I've gotten quite a few messages from women who listened to my podcast before, loved it. Then I started talking more and being more open and fluid and kind of just this this uh, free spirited person. And they stopped listening and they were like, I don't like this. This is terrible. I don't like this version of you. And then they come back six months, eight months later and they're like, oh, wow, I realized that you were challenging me and triggering something in me. And I actually have the same feelings or have had the same experiences. And you made me really uncomfortable. And I am a diehard fan and will never miss a show again. And it's fun to be able to challenge people to be more open and free thinkers for themselves, to make decisions, to ask questions, to get curious. And I love that about what I do. No, I totally agree. And that goes back to your why. And I always feel like with my podcast, I want to teach people not a certain fact or viewpoint, but I want to teach them to always question why and think for themselves. Like that's the point. And like, I'm like, disagree with me. That's fine. I just want you to ask deeper questions. And it's so funny because almost all of my clients have told me, you know, when I first found you, I hated you because you triggered me so much. And then I Mm -hmm. realized like, that's why I needed to work with you. 
And it's true. And that, cause that's the type of person I want in my community, the person who gets triggered and then is willing to do the work and sit in the discomfort and stick around and then be like, I actually need to work through this. Like that's who I want to be talking to. Yeah. I get that a lot too. People are like, um, I really thought you were a douchebag when I first started listening to you. And I still think you're a douchebag, but I like listening to the podcast. That's pretty one of the most, uh, that's like one of the most common reviews that I get. That's great. <laughs> I love that. Oh, I stole that bit from Mitch Hedberg. Sorry. Well, the Mitch Hedberg bit. I don't know what you're talking about. I used to do drugs. I still do, but I used to too. Oh my God. <laughs> that's really stupid. Christina, what have you learned in the process of podcasting that has surprised you? Uh, that most people who you think have big businesses and know everything, that you think they know everything, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Yes, <laughs> that's a great one. Tell me more about that. Well, I think it's just like giving me a lot of, it gave me a lot of confidence early on because I wanted to connect with all of these people that I really looked up to and admired when I first started my show. And then I started talking to them and I was like, wow, everyone's just a normal person and no one really has their shit together. And we're all kind of on the same level here. So I think that was one of the most eye-opening things for me. And I think especially in the world of like social media and podcasting, we can hold so many people, we can put so many people on a pedestal and like, there's no reason to do that. So I think that's been one of the most interesting things for me just in communicating with people that I know a lot of my clients when I share more about some of my experiences, they really appreciate that because it makes them feel better about them themselves. And I really, with everything I put out there, like I want to make things feel attainable for people. And I think there's a lot of people um, in the podcasting space, whatever, in personal development, business who make what they do feel really unattainable. It's like this illusion. It's like, yeah, you can get it, but also no, I'm up here. And my experience Interviewing people made me feel like, nope, everybody's here. Does that make sense? Yeah, it, you're absolutely right. And it's funny that people will will, will elevate themselves uh, artificially so they can then sell you how to get to this pedestal that they like propped up and didn't, you know, just jumped on themselves and just pretended to be a thing. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, a, I'm an idiot. Like I'm really like basically a meathead um, <laughs> gorilla, but I'm relatively objective and mindful. And it's not because of uh, me being a special person. I just read the right books and found the right people and listened to the right things. And that's what I like to do is like share resources. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm, 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 I can, you can bounce things off of me because I'm like a normal ass person who has weird experiences and had crazy parents and did the whole like thing. The object of my experience, you know, is, is, is me. And it's really been, it's it, the, the, the self-righteousness, that whole segment of podcasters and there's a there's there's a there's a group of them yeah and they're all kind of inspired by one one not very charismatic leader um it's, it's this really weird thing where i i think that they sometimes people want to capitalize on victimhood which is a really interesting thing to watch Ooh. and i have no interest in being that kind of person it's like okay let me i'm going to confirm your victimness and then we're going to talk about it and I'm, you're going to listen to me all the time and you're going to be addicted to my podcast because i constantly do the easier thing and that's make you feel like you deserve uh, whatever you want, but um, you don't have to really do anything to get it. And if that doesn't happen for you, then you can just reconfirm your victimness. Like that's that's basically the narrative of 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 some of the top podcasts out there. And it's really interesting to see how 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 intense and how um how popular that narrative has gotten. So I really appreciate you for even putting that out there. Yeah, and I think you know to to add to that, I went to an event 
I think it was last year, um, for a top podcaster had this huge event and there were hundreds of women in the room and I walked in and Christina, I'm sure you can resonate with this. The energy was so low. It was this very victim, like, oh my God, please save me, guru. I will watch you on the stage, jumping around, dancing, and I will do whatever you say because you will fix my life. And I was like, where am I right now? This is so weird. I had to leave early because I was like, I want nothing to do with this community. I don't want to be your guru. I don't want you to think that you need me to save you or heal you. You're all your own healers. You can all save yourselves. You can take personal responsibility and be radically honest about what the fuck you're doing. But I'm not going to jump up and down to Beyonce on a stage and tell you, this is how I'm going to fix your life. And by the way, you can also fly in a private jet or have a mansion in wherever. Because again, it's not attainable for everyone and not everyone wants that kind of life. And I just, I was like, this is gross. And I, I think that that's so much of what's being fed to us is people buying Instagram followers, buying reviews and selling stuff to us to continue this victim mindset. And I don't think that that's what we need to create more of. Well, and that person that you're talking about behind the scenes, that person's life is absolute chaos basically a dumpster fire. Yeah. Like there's a lot of money in front of that dumpster to hide it, right. but it, uh, but it, it was, it's, it's, it's a, it's a common thing. It happens all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it, that's one of, I guess if there's a shadow side of podcasting or just social media in general and, and media production is that it just like televangelists have taken advantage of people. Like there are people that will, that will pull that off and you got to get this. It's like, those are usually the entryways into podcasting, right? They're like the gatekeepers. Like people listen to their show and then they'll come find a, one of us, you know, and it's like, oh, my God, this is like this is refreshing because all I've heard is like the same shit over and over again. Yeah. Well, this is also I mean, like with the pod course, I mean, I get so annoyed by people who are teaching about podcasts or teaching about building a business through Instagram or whatever. And I'm like, you didn't fucking do it, though. Like right. you, you <laughs> got on Instagram or started podcasting before anybody else did. So you, like, you're the only person to listen to or watch. So you got all these followers and then you just put something out. And now that's not what it's like to build a business or grow a podcast. Like they don't actually understand what it's like to start from like being in the clusterfuck of saturation to growing and make some, something valuable from it. And like, it just pisses me off because they take advantage of people. And then you can like buy someone's program or book or whatever. And it's not helpful. Because they can only, they're speaking from a privileged perspective. And like, I mean, yeah, I'm white privileged. Yeah. But I'm talking about from the, like, we all started from a place of like not having it handed to us with podcasting or business. Do you know what I mean? Like we worked for it. And a lot of these people, they just fell into things at the right time. And I mean, that's just part of life. Sometimes that happens. Right. But if you're going to learn how to build, build something, do it from somebody who built it in the way you're going to have to build it. Yeah. And didn't buy their way onto the charts. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Which is really common. But you know, that reminds me of, or just makes me think of is like, it's like one of the uh, popular kids in high school trying to sell you a program on how to be a popular kid. Yeah. And it's like, you're popular because of your bone structure. That's it. (laughs) Like your, that's it. Your parents are attractive and you're a large athletic human being. Yeah. So that makes you innately popular when there's not much else to be considered because you're a bunch of children running around with way too many hormones flowing through your bloodstream. So it's like, that's really it. There's not, there's not a program to make that happen. And if you're Lewis Howes selling a program about how to create a celebrity personal brand, which is the douchiest tagline to anything that has ever existed ever. When you bought a hundred thousand Instagram followers at the very beginning and leveraged your 
fake following to get on stages. Now there is a hustle to that, but I very, I very, I, I severely doubt that in that course it's, yeah, it's me and Jay Shetty and a few other people in this group. And we just share each other's shit. And that's how we grow our audiences is because we're all rich and we all have huge followings. And we use that to manipulate you into giving us more money so that we get more rich and get bigger followings. And you're actually not, we're not serving you. We're using you. And that is the, that is the foundation of their business model. It's, 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 just it's insulting. It's insulting to have worked behind the scenes of that and saw it and go, Oh my God, you're like six flags. Like it's, this isn't really a wild West town at this, at this theme park. It's all a bunch of facades over like normal looking buildings. Mm -hmm. That's what you are. It's like, this is all fake and you could just change tomorrow into something else and just be another chameleon of some other color. It just, it's the weirdest thing to see. It frustrates me. So I take it personally, honestly. Well, and we, um, we were talking to someone in the publishing world and we were talking about how all of these people don't write their own books and many of them don't even see it until the very end. And like, they're like, yeah, this is great. And don't care because they're making a million dollars off of it. And I want to be clear. We're not here to talk shit on people. That's not the point of this. The point is to be honest about what's happening behind the scenes and who you're learning from and who you're pouring all your money and time and energy into. And what are you actually getting out of it? Because there is a whole world in podcasting, personal development and social media that most people, including myself up until about a year ago, were completely unaware of. And so I'm blindly following people who don't actually know what's going on and who are just using money to get certain places. And I think coming from this in a very honest way, showing what the process is to get to where each of us are and all of the failures that we've had, whether it's having a gym and that not going well, or having a show that didn't grow until year three, not having clients for six months, whatever that is, let's be honest about it because people are being fed a bunch of lies and I'm personally tired of it, which is why we created soul fire and the pod course to begin with. We just want to be honest and transparent about what's going on because I just don't like people being lied to. Yeah. Well, I saw some, I saw some ad for, I don't even know whose it was, like a random podcast course. And they're like, take this course, you know, learn how to hit 20K downloads in, in six months. And I'm like, or like 20K downloads a month in six months. And I'm like, but why do you need 20K downloads a month in six months? Like we can teach you how to monetize a podcast with like 500 downloads a month. You don't even need mm -hmm. that many. And that's like the reality of learn from somebody who's, actually done it the way you need to do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> like, and so that's true. the thing is too, is like getting the, okay, getting the downloads, right? It's like, did you earn them? Did you buy yeah. them? Like, where does that, what does that mean? Did you just like scam people into clicking on your show and, 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 and give them something for a review that like they don't, for a show they don't even like, like, is that really what, you, is that, is that worth, are those numbers worth it to you? Or would you rather see it grow sustainably over time with relative bumps here and there from doing the, fucking work and, and, and creating a character arc that is you becoming successful at podcasting and defining what success means, not letting somebody else tell you what success is supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Christina, I'd love for you to actually go more into that because I think that's one of the things you've done the best and taught on is taking a show that is on the small to medium sized scale and monetizing the fucking shit out of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, and this relates to like with my work, like with coaching other coaches and how they think they always come to me and they're like, I just need to build my following. I'm like, you don't need to build your following. Like I can, you can have a hundred followers and hit six figures. I promise you, I'll show you exactly how to do it. I'll literally show you the math. It's not as hard as you think it is. You know, like, I'm, yeah, you have to put in some work, but you can do it. And the key is like working smarter, not harder. And that's the thing is people have this 
idea of what they think a successful show is, which is probably very different than what I think a successful show is, what you think a successful show is, what you think is a successful show. And for me, if I can monetize my podcast, if I'm making people think, if I'm, if I have like a very loyal audience that comes back every single week and loves my show, to me, I don't know how much more successful it can get. I don't need a million downloads every week. You know what I mean? So with monetizing, I mean, there are so many different ways you can monetize. And most people think it's just through sponsors. And like, that's a piece of it. But at the end of the day, that's not, that's not that much money, really, right? If you're trying to build a business, it's not going to be up to sponsored shows. And I remember like, the veil for me came down when I first hung out with Mind Pump. And they were like, you know, in my head, I'm like, oh, Mind Pump, like number one fitness podcast, they make so much sponsor money. And they're like, yeah, we make sponsor money, but like, that's not where our money comes from. And I was like, oh, okay. So this is how it is for everyone. Right. And so you just start to understand that. And so people who think, oh, I'm going to start a podcast and get all these sponsors. And that's going to be how you monetize it. You're wasting your time. Like sponsor money is going to be pennies compared to what you do. If you can create a loyal audience that wants to buy from you, who trusts your recommendations. And that comes with trust, showing yourself authenticity, relatability. And then people are just going to start being interested in what you're interested in. And it's very seamless. And you can sell your own offerings. Like there are so many different ways you can monetize your podcast. that doesn't have to look like sponsors. And this is just relating back to how people try and teach you, you know, how do you hit X amount of followers in X number of days? And it's like, but why the fuck do you need that many followers? You don't. Like, what do you actually want? Do you want money or followers? Yeah, Christina, I like that you're saying that because I think people do have a false sense of what they actually need for their podcast. And most of the shows that we support are in the small to medium size range, and they all are doing incredibly well selling their own stuff, whether it's one on one coaching. Uh, many people were doing in-person retreats and, and um, seminars, uh, group coaching courses. Those things do really well. You can promote your book. There's so many different things that you can offer on your show. And Christina, we've talked about this in the mastermind with our hosts that you have said running ads, like you're running an ad for someone else, but for yourself on your show is one of the best ways you can talk about what you're doing. And it's seamless and simple because it's yours. And so it doesn't feel like you're selling something. You're just talking about something that you care about, that you created, that you're offering in a way that you are of service to your listeners. For a lot of people, that's their main marketing tool. I know a lot of people who they don't do much anywhere else, but they have a podcast to show up every week. They educate, they teach, they have a loyal audience. And even if it's 150 people, right? If you get 20 of those people to sign up for your program, you can fill a program. If it's a high ticket offer, like you're, you're set to go. And I know a lot of, a lot of coaches who literally just use that model. They very strategically, they're using their podcast just to teach and educate and show their coaching style. And then they're offering their services and it sells out really quickly and they just rinse and repeat and keep going. And so that's about, you know, that's working smarter. That's to me working smarter. So I think this also relates back to your why, you know, if you don't care about making money for podcasts, then, you know, you don't have to, because not everybody wants to make money off their show, but I just want people to really release the idea that they have to have a certain number of downloads or hit iTunes top 50 to have a successful podcast, because it goes back to why are you podcasting in the first place? Connor, something I think would be great for you to touch on here is I love Connor's perspective, especially when we have a new show come on and he asks the host, why the fuck should someone listen to you? (laughs) And I think that that's super important because one, not everyone needs a podcast. It's not for every single person. 
But two, it is for specific types of people. And I think there are certain questions that need to be answered. And that's probably one of the first ones. So why do you think that's such an important question to ask? Well, it's just not, it's, it's one, it's framed in a way. And what I ask is, is why should people give a shit? Like why should people give a shit? Right. And that's, that's, um, it's, it's a framed in a way that is a little bit more abrasive. So it puts you in like almost like a defensive space and you would, you're, you're going to go, the first thing you're going to do when somebody asks you like, why should somebody give a shit about what you're doing is like get defensive. Of course you're going to, right? So there's a place where you go into, oh, I'm insecure because I don't know. Mm-hmm. Right. And if you, you have to, if you're confident in your process, in your process and your content, you go immediately into like clap, almost like clap back. Right? It's like, this is why people should give a shit. And based on that, on how you respond to that question, it's like, well, how, how assertive are you in stating your ideas, your beliefs, your thoughts? There's a lot that goes into that. But also, that's not something people usually think about. It's like, I want to do a podcast because I care about crystals. And it's like, okay, well, for one, you're going to run out of topics. It's one of those yeah. things you just run out of, like, you're going to run out of types of rocks to talk about and how magical they are. Uh, second, You'd you be know, surprised like, if you do an episode I, for every crystal. Oh God. Endless. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe maybe we did like a series, right? That would make sense. But it's like so that's your thing. It's like okay, cool. Well, one, what do you have to say about them that is not you know readily available? How do you make it? How does your voice get blended into that whole thing to make it your thing and not just like a you know reading an encyclopedia about crystals? And there's a lot of things that go into all of that kind of stuff. But it it's so highly variable upon the person. Like there are people that are super dry. Uh, not very entertaining, not very, very charismatic in their voice, but they do a true crime or a history or whatever podcast, right? And that works because it's an information-driven experience. Uh, there's also people who do history podcasts that are very incredible storytellers, incredible. And like you can listen about Genghis Khan for 30 hours, and it's one of the coolest things you'll ever do in your life, and you're like hyped up and excited about it because they're they they have a skill in that in that, uh, in that arena of storytelling and, and, and charisma, but you have to fit the topic and the style to you, who you are personally. Like I say ridiculous shit off the cuff. I'm pretty quick and I'm relatively inappropriate because I was a fat kid growing up and that's how I got attention. I still feel like a fat kid on the inside and that's how I act. So that's my thing. Like it's the thing that I do. And it's the way I've been my whole life. It wasn't, it's not a stretch for me to do that in a podcast because I spent seven years doing it in front of 10 to 30 people multiple times a day coaching CrossFit. So it was like, okay, now put a, just put a microphone in front of your, in front of your face and do the same thing you've always done. For me, it wasn't a big stretch, but I think there's this, this important thing of one, getting to someone's why, which we've covered a lot of times. And then how are you going to do it? Like, what about you makes you the person to deliver the message that you want to deliver? Because if you're delivering generic self-help content in 2020 on a fucking podcast, no one gives a shit. There's enough of it out there. We gotta, you got to do something different that, that will resonate with people because the same, if, you're just, if you're just quoting Eckhart Tolle on your podcast, like, it's just not going to move the needle if for you. If you're not talking about masturbating at five, <laughs> what are you even doing? Let's be honest. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, exactly. But I think, yeah. go ahead, Christina. I think there are a lot of nuances to this because I don't want people to think that unless they're going to have a top 50 podcast, they shouldn't podcast. Right. But also right. if you're not interesting, you'd have something different to say. Like not everybody should have a podcast too. You know, there's like an in between there. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Nobody wants to listen to a wet blanket laying on a microphone oh for, the, for an hour. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 
but that's okay. If you're, that's not you. And that's why I love people who are in careers where they have to engage, interact with people a lot, um, doing shows, like whether that's a yoga instructor or a coach or, or even, uh, like even people that have been in business and like maybe even sales, like those people, you have a skill set of communicating and resonating with people. Yeah. Right. And maybe you just are that kind of person. This is why like sometimes moms, like really good moms make really good podcasters Yeah, because they can communicate with children. And if you can communicate with children, I used to coach CrossFit kids. It was my favorite thing in the world to do. I probably should have done that that. forever. It's it's just fucking adorable. And I would make up games. And one time I drew a Mario Kart track (laughs) on the floor in the gym and made them race. Uh, doing different crawls and oh, carrying stuff. I can't stuff. wait to have babies with you. Please stop. This is a, <laughs> we're trying to be professional here. Um, but anyways, it's like that's and the thing is, if you can communicate, and one thing I learned is like if you can communicate with a group of small children, then you can basically do anything. You can communicate with anybody, mm-hmm. right? Because adults are just basically children that are just bigger and don't think they're children. They're like children in disguise to them to themselves. Um, so there's certain things like certain certain types of of experiences that if you have them in your life, you're probably going to, it's probably going to translate well over time into podcasting. But if that's not you and you're very introverted, maybe writing is a better outlet. Yeah. Maybe, you know, Instagram is better because you don't have to actually speak, you know, and and that's not, that's not to bash anybody or say anybody's wrong or bad. It's just saying there is a, a type of person who generally excels at this. And it's not about introverted or extroverted. It's about communication styles and communication um, capacity. Um, and it's, it's, it's not an easy thing to do. Yeah. And I think the other important kind of questions to ask yourself, and this is something I do with all of our hosts in the onboarding process, we're going through analysis, whether they're established show or brand new, I talk to them about where the disconnection is because so often I'm sure you both have experienced this with clients. People think they're saying one thing or talking to this community and that's not what's happening. And they're, they're doing something they think they should rather than doing what feels right and aligned for them. And so there's disconnection all over the place. There's holes in their business and who they're talking to and what they think is happening and what's actually happening. And so I think that before you create your show, or maybe if you have a podcast now and you're like, something's not working, I'm not getting numbers, people aren't responding sit down and get really honest with yourself. Am I talking about what I actually want to be talking about? Are these things people are coming to me for? Are these questions that I'm getting on a regular basis? And where are the holes that I can now fill in understanding who I'm talking to and how I'm talking to them? Because if you don't do that work, your show is never going to grow because it's not resonating and people are not relating to you and it just doesn't make sense. So knowing why do people give a shit and how am I talking to them and who's my audience and what is the information I'm sharing? Understanding that entire piece makes such a difference moving forward with your show. Yeah. And I think if you're the type of person who talks a lot and a lot of people ask you for your opinion and, or they tell you you're funny a lot, you should probably look into podcasting. And Mm -hmm. to Connor's point, I mean, it's a unique skill set that not everyone has and it's not easy. And if you have the ability to, host a show and it'd be interesting and entertaining, whatever that might be, whether it's educational, it's humor, whatever it is, you should show that off because there are a lot of fucking people who can't do it. Like there are a lot of people who like write books and they seem great on Instagram and then you try and have a conversation and they can't converse. And if people can hear you in long form 
have a valuable conversation, they trust you so much more. Like, I just think it's a skill set that makes a lot of people want to invest more time and or money into you because not everyone can do it. I agree. And not to get frustrated when you're first starting out. I mean, even Connor and I, sometimes we're trying to do record intros for our shows and it takes multiple takes and we're like, oh my God, this is so awful. I can't yeah. talk to Every them. time I have a new ad after read, I always like have a hard time. Yeah. It together. I get in the flow of it. Yeah. And so knowing it takes practice and you have to find your voice and it may take over a year for you to really get in a rhythm because it's a new skill set for you. For me, my background is hosting television shows. So I've been doing this since I was in sixth grade. But for a lot of people, this is a brand new thing. And don't let the idea that you're not going to be perfect or amazing at it from the start keep you from doing it. It can be such an incredible resource and platform for you. And it's not going to be perfect. It's never going to be perfect. Joe Rogan isn't perfect. And he's the biggest podcaster in the world. The whole point is to actually not be perfect because then people will actually relate to you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think... This has been a great podcast about podcasters. Yes, it has. And we also got to praise Sergio Rogan. Yes. The, we bow uh, to you. <laughs> we're not worthy. Um, and we got to shit on Lewis House for a while, which was great. Those are my two favorite things to do. Oh, Connor feels so fulfilled today. Christina, do you want to tell everyone about the pod course? Do I? Of course I do. Well, we have actually. <laughs> do I? <laughs> we, we, do I? Let I'm so me glad tell you asked. <laughs> Yes. This is where we get goofy marketing in. <laughs> so we created the pod course to help people create and launch successful podcasts, whatever that means to you, and show you that you don't have to have a million downloads in one month to have a highly successful podcast. And we cover everything from finding your niche or why, naming your show, artwork, all things technology, which is super important, audio quality, um, interviewing skills, which a lot of people don't talk about, but we have a lot of experience with that. So interviewing skills, um, how to make your show interesting and not vanilla yogurt, lots of sprinkles and, you know, chocolate toppings, whatever. <laughs> and, um, we talk about like networking, getting on podcasts, how to pitch yourself to podcasts, how to find great guests. So we really cover everything from A to Z. And you have a really amazing community of other podcasters because I know for me, like Kelly said, like podcasting is the wild, wild west. And one of the most important things for me growing my show and really maximizing it has been having a network of other podcast hosts who get it. And there's so much I learn just, I mean, from being in Soulfire, having our mastermind, and I've learned so much just from when I started having friends who also hosted shows helped me so much. And I think that's such an invaluable part of the course too. So it's going to be a six week live course and there will be new module content every week, plus Q and A calls with the three of us. You can ask us all of your questions. And the thing is we get it. Like we genuinely just want to help you grow your show to be exactly what you want it to be. And we have been where you've been. Like we've been podcasting for a long time together. We've all rebranded. We've all been through all the shitty parts and the good parts. And so, yeah, we're really excited to launch this. I'm pumped about it. I'm I'm so excited. Yeah. We're really lifting the veil and being super transparent. We're basically taking all of the knowledge that each of us have accrued over the years and putting it together to give people as many answers as possible. There's really nothing we left untouched because we want people to feel fully equipped and knowledgeable and really confident whether they're starting a show or rebranding and wanting to up-level what they've already created. Yeah, there's a place too where even doing like the um, doing the tech videos and all that stuff that we had, either myself or Josh, uh, our editor doing, 
is breaking things down that seem complicated into something that's simple, right? Like having me do talk about cameras and audio recording gear is someone who's a, not a tech person, not an audio engineer. I'm not using really complicated, complex language. I'm explaining it in a way. And even to the point of having the zoom H six and everything laid out on the, on the, on the desk in the video in a complete disaster. Yeah. Cause that's how it's always going to be mm-hmm. like, there's certain, it's like, this is, let's get to the real thing here. Like you're going to pull this out of whatever you keep it in, whatever little box you have. And it's going to be kind of a mess. And then you've got to sort out and this goes here and this goes there and then it's all easy. But it's, it's there, every time you've tried to find a tutorial or if you go down the YouTube rabbit hole and you're, and you're searching for this stuff, like you're just going to find so many things that are so over the top and there's so much going on. This is, we're talking about recording conversations. Like it doesn't need to be that crazy complicated. The, and all we want you to be able to do is have the tech savvy to be able to capture what the conversation was and, and get it out to the world with high quality. That, and that is not near as complicated as people make it seem. So we have signups available now and it's closing on October 5th. So if you want to get over there, you can go to the podcourse.com and sign up and join us. We're so excited to give you these modules and lessons and bonus videos and tips and tricks and all the ways we failed and then join you for some live Q&A calls and answer all of the questions. Yeah, we have limited spots available, so get in sooner rather than later. It's going to be epic. And if you listen to any of our shows, you know that we don't we don't bullshit anything. So we're really just going to tell you everything you need to know and not sugarcoat it. So I think it's going to be amazing. I'm super excited. We I'm are super too. excited too. Thank get you, Christina. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Kelly and Connor. You can find them on Instagram at Kelly M. Tennant and Connor Wanders. And of course, on their podcasts, The Kelly Show, OK Babe, Connor Wanders, and The Realness. You can sign up for the pod course now at thepodcourse.com. All of the information is there. You do not want to miss out on this. This is the best way to finish up 2020. Trust me. Very excited to see you there. Don't forget that you can get exclusive access to behind the scenes content related to the podcast and my life on my private Instagram account, Wellness Realness Crew. All you have to do to get access to that is take a screenshot of your iTunes rating interview and DM it to that account, Wellness Realness Crew. And when you do that and request to follow me and I see the DM of the iTunes rating interview to Wellness Realness Crew account, that account specifically, then I will accept your request to follow and you'll gain access to the page. You can also connect further with other podcast listeners by heading to our free Facebook page, Wellness Realness Podcast Tribe. Would love to see you there. That's going to be it for today's show. Thanks again so much for tuning in. Super excited to see you in the pod course and I will chat with you again next episode.